TwoQuestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to TwoQuestions.tv. I'm your host, Susan Barancini Mo, and I am here with an old friend of mine, Chris Brogan, who provides strategy and skills for modern business. He's the CEO of Owner Media Group. He's a sought-after public speaker and a New York Times best-selling author of nine books, and he's currently working on his tenth. And a few years ago, we broke a Guinness World Records title together. So I'm excited to welcome my pal, Chris Brogan. Chris, welcome. Thanks for having me. How the heck are you, Susan? I'm all right. I'm doing great. How are you? Best I've ever been. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's amazing. You've been, you've been exercising a lot, I think. You know, it's uh, I, right now I'm probably in a, a slump on that, but yeah, in general, I've been <laughs> kind of working about fitness. I, I think that a lot of times when we're in this world of, you know, the keyboard is the boss, mm -hmm. uh, we have to remember to get up and move and, you know, movement's life. So I'm trying to make that more true in my day-to-day -day living. That's so true. You know, no one can tell this from, from what you see, but I'm actually standing on my treadmill desk right now. That's where I film. So Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and downstairs, there's a bicycle desk. Like, it's crazy. I, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, you and I have been around for a while, and we've been talking about content a lot. Um, and so one of the things that I know you're talking a lot about is improving the content creation process, uh, really um, why it matters, why it's important, and, and where we need to be putting our attention. So could we talk about that a little bit, about like, why is content so important, and how do we improve the creation of it to make it more of a, an engaging process with our, our customers, our, our viewers, our readers, all of those folks? So I've been thinking a lot about the buying process and how we buy whatever, you know, the things that we're selling. How does someone come along and find it? And I split it into three different zones, let's say. The first one being um, alignment. You know, you, you have to kind of come in alignment with the thing you're thinking you're going to buy before you buy it. And when I say that, you know, we don't really immediately think about that, but think about it in food, right? What do you feel like tonight? Oh, I'm thinking about Thai food. Uh, you know, I, okay, maybe not Thai food. All right, how about seafood? Oh, okay. Oh, I'm allergic. You know, and you go through that whole step. Well, so in, in alignment, you know, you say you decide on seafood, then someone wants to go to Captain Spanky's, you know, fish fry filet. Oh, God, that's and, not a real place, is it? I hope not. I hope not. And then I'm not going else, there wants to go to James Hook Lobster down in Boston or the legal seafood, you know, you then say, well, let's use legal because they have this whole thing around being fresh. And if you eat something at legal seafood, it was in the water earlier that same day. So there's nothing fresher. So you might as well go there. So that's alignment. Like we start to sort of get our way towards something. And it, we do this in all purchasing choices in our life. You know, oh, I'm going to get a new laptop. My laptop broke. Should I get another Mac? Uh, feels like so much money. Uh, let's look at what's out there for PCs. Is Dell good anymore? You know, we start asking those questions. So content creation around alignment is how do I educate someone? How do I give them information that might show them what kind of person we are or what kind of person we're not? You know, on my desk is a little bit of coconut oil from Skinny and Company, and it's raw and it's super all natural. And, uh, you know, it, it's basically if you were the kind of person who maybe has uh, food allergies and things like that, this is the kind you'd want to buy versus someone, you know, it's not super cheap. So if someone had a, you know, a reason to want to buy the economical version of something like that, then you'd buy a different kind, right? So that's alignment. And I think that 
that's one phase of content. The second is what I call service, which used to be sales, because mm -hmm. I think that the best sale is service. You know, that once you serve someone's need, that's when they, you know, give me, you know, take my money. And so what content do you need there? How do you get someone to actually make from one change to another? And sometimes it's not content. You know, if you run a burger stand, there's no awesome brochure on how to buy the hamburger. You just get it. But if it's something bigger, like a data center or a coaching service or something like that, there's a lot, lot of, you know, last minute things about once I've made the sale and then what? You know, there's a, there's a problem with a lot of purchase processes where it's like, what happens next? And so I think there's materials to be made there in different forms and fashion. That's the second one, service. So alignment, then service. And then E is uh, empowerment, which is now they've bought. How do you on-ramp them? But beyond on-ramping, how do you get from a possible retention and then referrals? You know, we want to hold on to somebody as a customer as long as we're serving their needs. And then we also want to possibly earn referrals. So someone goes, man, Susan does great work. How do I get more Susan in my life? And, you know, they start hopefully telling their colleagues and whatnot. And so I've been looking at content along those three spectra and saying, you know, where do we need more? Where do we need less based on what we're buying? And of course, it's different for everything. Real mm -hmm. estate, there's a lot more upfront. Um, with uh, something really technical like a, a new drone, let's say you want to learn how to fly your drone and take cool videos from the sky, there's a lot of after, you know, that makes somebody decide they want to stay on and be ready for the next drone which comes out. You know, you get someone in at a $200 drone, but you really want them to buy the $1,000 drone. What's it going to take to improve that buyer interaction? And one of the answers is content. You know, there's a million other ways that I look at this problem. I look at what various you know, technologies will drive better human interaction. But, you know, for us talking today, you know, content's one of the first ways because, you know, it's, it's in some ways the easiest because we have to just market to people so that they understand the existence of that marketplace. What I like about content in general is that in some ways it's kind of an equalizer because you can create content, whether you're a very small business or you're a very large business, certainly larger businesses have more resources to throw at it, but, and maybe create finer looking content. But at the same time, I think, I mean, it's the great equalizer. You can, you know, it doesn't matter how big a business you are. Um, one of the things that is becoming super, super prevalent now is video. Um, it, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's been, you know, up and coming for a long time, but it's really super prevalent now and, and everybody's doing video. And so, um, when we think about content is, you know, now we're looking at Facebook live or these, are these the places where businesses should be putting their attention and how do they really look at that as a, a way to create content as a way to connect and, and align with consumers? So the U.S. Department of Labor and Statistics put out a report that says that Americans, at least, I can't say this for every country, Americans are consuming a total of 19 minutes of text a day. And when I say text, emails count, text messages count, tweets what? count, and reading. <laughs> so if you're putting all your eggs in the blogging basket and you're writing all these really great articles about, you know, here's eight reasons why your donkey is the best CEO for the company, no one's reading it, uh, is what this report says. This report says all average Americans 19 minutes a day. And whenever someone kind of box against that sort of a stat, they say, well, that's not true of me. I read three hours a day. Awesome. That's you. The stats, usual. <laughs> the stats say vast numbers of humans do not do what you do. Um, and meanwhile, YouTube is uh, reporting that people are consuming 1 billion hours of content every day. 
So on one side, you get 19 minutes. On the other side, YouTube is stacking 1 billion hours of content pushed out per day. And that's, those are both kind of old stats. Those numbers are both uh, worse in the opposite directions or, you know, right. your perspective. So we need, it, it's not like people should be thinking about video. It's why haven't you started? <laughs> What's wrong with you? And what are you going to do to make it vaguely worthwhile? So an interview show like you're doing, that's one way to get some attention because the hope is that you as the host will draw out useful questions. I as the guest will deliver insightful thoughts that your <laughs> viewer will go, I should do something with this. And um, that kind of content is super important. There's all kinds of other how to do it yourself, uh, uh, testimonial type stuff, but brought out into more of a story format. There's just a lot of different ways we need to make this and on a lot of different platforms. So I have this feeling that we've got a lot more we've got to do. I think you're right. I, it's interesting. Um, as a writer, there's a part of me that feels a little sad about this. Um, but as someone who likes to evolve, I'm not entirely sad because I'm doing something new and kind of, you know, I, I want to ask you a question about that as a writer, but I can't because I'm out of questions. I've only got two. <laughs> ah, the limitations of a show like twoquestions.tv. Well, look, I understand you're working on a new book and I hope when it comes out, you'll come back and share it with us. Would you Sure. Oh, great. We'd, I'd love to have you. So thanks so much for coming on the show. And I look forward to seeing you again. Thanks, Susan. Thank you. And if you like this video, click thumbs up and subscribe for more awesome interviews. Thanks for watching. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini-Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.